You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Unemploymentradio.com. I'm just realizing how crazy we probably seem to everybody, all the other tenants in here, because as yes. we're walking into the building and I'm yelling, oh yeah, and I've got a crazy prostitute story, <laughs> that probably doesn't come across too well. No. For my own character. No, because maybe they think that we're actually bringing, or you, not me, are bringing said prostitutes into the building. Well, and I can't blame them because obviously if I heard someone say, oh yeah, I've got a crazy prostitute story, I would probably think they were the ones getting the And we already look like the weirdos of the building. Really, you have to start screaming prostitutes at like before 9 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm realizing this now. Well, it's kind of too late at this point. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extellent. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you are listening via podcast, well, then you're listening at your own leisure. And if you're listening live, thank you very much for your support. And uh, yes, we are going early today. So it is 9 a.m. approximately Pacific time. Yes, it is. August 23rd, 2012. And everyone's making jokes in the chat. Like, I bet they just wheeled Sarah in on a gurney. <laughs> Sarah functional before noon. I am pretty proud of myself. I woke up. I intended to wake up at 6. Didn't quite happen. But I woke up at a little before 7 a.m. this morning. And I popped right out of bed. I'm like, good morning, sunshine. Actually, I wasn't like that. But yeah, I, I kinda, took cups of coffee. I highly doubt that's how you were. I cannot imagine that's how you are when you get out of bed. I actually, I woke up because I, I stayed in last night, got a bunch of shit done. I'm like, all right, today's going to be a long day. I get to see monkeys. I get to see monkeys. We'll today. talk about that we'll in a minute. We'll talk about monkeys later. Stay on focus. Okay, I've got to stay focused. Got to stay focused. So I woke up and um, so Greg and I were doing some um, listener party stuff via the internets back and forth last night. And so I was telling, so like as we were wrapping up a conversation, I'm like, so I think I'm going to go for a run tomorrow morning. And of course, Greg takes everything as a challenge. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, oh, well, you're going for a run? Well, I'm going to get up super early and I'm going to go for a run. Yeah. So there. So then I woke up this morning. I'm like, there's no way I can't not go for a run because now Greg's going to go for a run. And if he goes, you know, if he goes and I don't, then I'm never going to hear the end of it. And I'm going to be like even more mm-hmm. irritated than I am with him when we do morning shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I mean, that's the thing. If nothing else, I'm, I'm competitive, I guess, in that aspect. Yeah. If you go for a run, then I have to. And I probably... Maybe got up earlier than you probably did and then went further, maybe, than you did. You don't know how long I ran. I don't. I, I don't, don't know. I don't tell I was you. taking a guess. I was taking a guess. No. And but, I, don't, uh, I don't know how long. Yes. Like, you say that you do a specific thing. Like, I have no idea. You could just be lying. Well, like, I could be, like, be I oh, suppose. I ate 17 pizzas. It's like one of those things. It's like, I don't know. You Why would I you say ran? I ate 17 pizzas? I because if weight. I said I ate 16 pizzas, you'd probably be like, well, I ate 17. No, then I... You have... Uh, there's, that's not... I'm not competitive in the eating sense. No, I'm just saying you have you have no moral grounds to stand upon. What do you mean? I have I mean, I don't mor- even believe that you... I'm not you, lying. How do I know that? Well, fine. I guess you don't. I but, don't. Uh, you'll have yeah, to. Yeah, you could have just been sleeping the morning away, and then you're like, oh, all right. Um, I went for a two and a half mile run. That's what I'm going to tell Sarah. Two and a half miles. No, I went for a two mile run. Oh, that's too bad because I went for a two and a half one. After eating my weight in Godfather's Pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I did. I went for a run, and I appreciate, you know, it's, it's good to have a little competitive, a uh, little encouragement there, basically, because I don't want you uh, getting more fit than I am. So that's kind of what That's it is. really what it's it is. It's good motivation. It's good motivation for you. I and am me. a girl. You yeah. are a boy. I, Thank I you should... for clearing that up. No, I've... no problem. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, breaking news on Fun Employment Radio. Sarah has cleared something up for all of us right now. In case there was any confusion. 
There is no competition. There's competition amongst women for weight loss and amongst men. I'm not going against a man for weight loss because you like you're like all during the summer you're like it's too hot, I can't eat. Whereas I never have that not being able to eat problem. It's true. Uh, lots of people get pissed off when I tell them that. Yeah, when it's too hot outside, it is it's I lose my appetite. I don't eat as much. Yeah. Well, I'm not well, competing not really with you thing. against weight loss. Yeah. That's not that's not a game I want to play with you. So no. Okay. Well, either way, it works for me. So if you start running again, then I'm going to have to start running some more. Well, I did. I went running today. I even got heckled at you got 8 o'clock heckled? in the morning. Heckled Not even how? 8 o'clock. It was like 7.15 in the morning. So it's it was pretty cool to be up because like right around this time last year was when we were preparing to run Hood to Coast, which is this weekend. Which I'm bummed I'm not doing. I'm not. I mean, I would have done. I would have done it again, but it was it was the hardest physical thing I've ever done. It was it was fun. I would do it again if I had the opportunity in a heartbeat. Yeah, but I'm not saying I'm I'm sad that I'm, <laughs> that I'm not doing it this week. Well, for anyone that doesn't know what it is, Hood to Coast <laughs> is an annual relay race that happens here in uh, in in Oregon, and it's going running from Mount Hood to the coast of Oregon, and it's a team of what twelve? Twelve, yeah. Team of twelve split into two vans of six, and essentially you end up running three legs about. Anywhere between like fourteen to twenty miles, essentially, mm-hmm. over uh, over the course of about forty eight hours. Yes, it is yeah. exhausting it's and in- exhilarating. It's. I would do it every single year if I could. I would too. I mean, I if if it was something that would have been feasible this year, I would have done it in a second. But mm-hmm. um, you know, unfortunately, it didn't work out this year. But I mean, like last year, doing that, you know, we trained all summer and then mm-hmm. just going like you're in a van with everybody, including um, the interim coach who's now one of the assistant coaches. I think maybe uh, Caleb Canales was yeah. in our van the mm-hmm. entire time too. So that was fun. So it was weird to be up early because the last time I'd been up early running was um, for Hood to Coast. Because like whenever I I have been running in the past year, it's like not at seven fucking o'clock in the morning, and so it was just yeah. That's an that's an ungodly hour it, for Sarah. Thank you for for most people. What? There's nothing wrong with seven. I don't. O'clock. There are, there are very few people I think who wake up in the morning. They're like, hot damn, it's six thirty. I can't wait to get started. Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, right. I unless you know more power to you if that's how you wake up in the morning. Big fuck you in your face, but um yeah. So I woke up and like you know the air is brisk, like it was pretty quiet outside, so I could hear my because I don't I don't run with headphones on for so I just kind of like running without music. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I like it. I just I I kind of j- can just think I get my, bored. I can think my thoughts. See, if you're bored, then you're boring, Greg. I have so much going on in here. It just entertains me. No, I just get bored because I'm running down side streets and there's not much to look at in my my neck of the woods. Well, other than what I'll talk about here in a little bit. But yeah, there's not much to see, so I, I get I get bored with this and I run the same route because it's I know how far it is and I know what I'm doing, but yeah, I get tired of looking at the same thing over and over. Oh, I like it. See, I run around uh, I have like three parks around where I live well, so at. You have you have a more you have closer parks than I'm I I'm more I I'm in a more urban area than Greg is. You have closer parks <laughs> than I do. I'm more urban. So I I have parks that I run through. And so um you know, I live next to the urban turbans. I told you. That's true. Yeah. This is a fact. So running through the park this morning, so it's like 7.15 and I'm running. I'm like, all right, there are like some, you know, wholesome, like, you know, brisk walkers, like little ladies out with their, you know, little ponytails and, you know, spandex. And they're like, blah, 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 blah. And then, um, yeah, when I was running through the park, I actually, as I was approaching the park, there was a, a, a wonderful shopping cart man. Because you hear the telltale, like, you know, it's like the, the shopping cart full of crap. Well, that's, that's kind of the homeless it. hour. That's when they're going around. And plus, you know. Usually the garbage collection is uh, is in the morning, so you can go there and they can get the cans and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, see, and I didn't realize also that um, 7 a.m. is before all of the people who live in, um, like, school buses and mm-hmm. whatnot around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. 
that's oh, that's wait, when they I'm st- sorry, all of the people who live in school buses? Yeah, they're they're school buses. Like the the hippies who like travel around and they'll have like um you know, like old school buses that they've painted with like peace signs and shit on them. Yeah. And one of my old neighborhoods. Do you have I a bunch at, of those in your neighborhood? Yeah, well I didn't realize it. But um because there used to be I used to live a few blocks away from where I live now and there was always a bus that would park like around the corner. And I hadn't seen one of those for a while. And then as I was running through the neighborhood, I realized, like, I was still up at the, um, the bus hasn't relocated hour. Wow. So yeah. I didn't realize. No, I don't it's like, have it's any like of that old, in my neighborhood. It's like old short school buses that have, like, that have curtains and stuff in the windows and they're painted and people basically sleep and live in them. They just move them to different areas in the neighborhood, kind of like the van couple, but more hippie. See, yeah, I, I don't have that in my neighborhood. Because yeah. you have more of the, you're still in kind of the southeast hippie hippie almost transitioning to yuppie hippie mm-hmm. area. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm still on the edge of all that. I'm on the edge of felony flats. You're in prostitute land. <laughs> I'm now, apparently. Well, actually, it's not we'll even felony that, flats yeah. where I'm at anymore, but yeah, we'll come back to it. Yeah. I mean, your area is nice. It's just there's this one just stick-in-the-mud house that is just yeah. bringing it all down. Yes, indeed. So yeah, I ended up, so I was running, and this is why, too, like, I don't want to run through um, a park. I, myself, have watched so many Lifetime movies, particularly Joggers in the Morning, too, are the ones that always discover the bodies. And I want to be, like, aware. That is true, I suppose. Uh-huh. I suppose, yeah. They are the first ones out in the morning to be They are. By. It's always a jogger. That's, like, were an you early... Look, were you looking for bodies yes. while you were on your jog? Yes. I always look for bodies. Everywhere. Really? I, I'm morbid. Yeah. I do ever since I was a What do you kid. think? This just dead people littered everywhere? There are. It, you just there don't aren't. see them. No, there aren't. No, there, there are. I, like, even it's when... It's not really... I've watched too many movies and too many things where, like, um, even when I was a kid and we're going on road trips, like, I would, I, I would look in the ditches to see if there were people in the ditches. Or in where the, do you think we live? I think we live we, in Portland, Oregon. It's a, Yes, people die, but it's not littered with bodies. I mean, how do you think all these people are dying? There are these imaginary bodies that you're coming up with. I'm not saying imaginary bodies, but I'm saying, you know, like, Portland has enough bodies. There are always, like, bodies springing up in weird places. Well, I mean, it's a city. It's a city. It's true. Yes, there are, you know, there are people that die and some of unnatural causes, but it's not literally, there are not bodies everywhere. Who am I to not pay attention to try and help that person find peace? I was trying to do my job. They're already dead. What are you going to do? I was trying to do my job. Your job is to go out and find bodies. No, I'm just saying that I wanted to be properly aware. You're going to be the craziest old lady of all time. On top of living in your your apartment, and then uh, with the cats, which you will be getting cats, I'd say within the next five years. No, you'll no, start cats and I don't get along. You'll turn into a cat lady, no, or I you'll have don't. like eighteen little yipper dogs. I would have dogs. I could see you having eighteen, and then I'd dogs. be like, "Oh, Mittens is lonely. I need to get him a friend." Oh God. Yeah, I could see that happening very easily. And then you're going to be the crazy old lady walking through the park every morning looking for bodies again. Just out looking for bodies. And one, maybe one day in probably 30 to 40 years, well, let's say 30 years. So you're saying this, that one day I'm going to find a body? You might find one, and then you will tell that story for the rest of your life every day about how the time that you found a body. That's how it, that's how it would happen. And you know I'm right. You would tell that same story every single day. So would you. No, I wouldn't. Yes, you would. No. Uh-uh. Well, anyway, so long story short, didn't find a body. Okay. Yes. That but got, but got uh, cat called. And it was the weirdest cat call, too, because I was like, you know, all sweaty, not wearing, you know, I'm, I'm not a, a cute runner. 
I don't have matching things. I'm wearing like an old dumpy shirt and like gray sweatpants shorts. And like, <laughs> in no way am I looking like, you know, because there are not a blazer girls, dancer runner. Yes, there are those girls who have the cute, like, you know, little crop tops and, you know, like little yes, shorts. There are. And yes, there are. Yes, and like there ponytails are. and like oh, the proper yeah. sunglasses and uh-huh. little earbuds. And they're like, I love the world. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm not one of those people, so I was just kind of like harumphing along, like, okay, got to get this shit done. <laughs> I've got to beat Greg. I've got to beat Greg. <laughs> and so there was a shopping cart guy right outside his room by, and he starts, like, it was this crazy-looking, like, bearded white dude. I've seen him in the neighborhood before, and he started, like, going, woo what? He was making like woo, 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 sounds to at me, and I, I kind of looked. He at was him. making them directed at you. At me, and then he started pushing a shopping cart toward me because I <laughs> and I was just like, oh shit! I'm like, this is like Aaron's zombie running game. Where I was like, get away from the hobo, get away from the hobo. <laughs> so it made me start running faster. He was making that noise and shoving his shopping cart towards you. Yes, all of a sudden wanted he wanted to turned. put you in. <laughs> you're going to join his collection in his Maybe. shopping cart. Maybe, yeah, because he was making that noise and then started like because he had been going down the sidewalk and then. <laughs> I was just getting ready to cross the street, and he pushed the shopping cart because there was like a divot for a, a driveway. And he pushed the shopping cart down from the driveway and started going into the street and toward me. I'm like, oh my god! Oh yeah, he wanted to collect you. He wanted to collect me like a can. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of terrifying. Yeah. So that was my morning run. So uh, no bodies, no anything. But um, so prostitutes, huh? Well, that's what I was going some to morning bring up. Pro- did you, so I saw some morning bums. Did you see some morning toots? I did not see some morning prostitutes. Um, I used to, I've talked about that before when I used to work out way out on 140th and Sandy, which is, uh, if you don't know Portland, it's way out uh, very, uh, it's way out of Portland. It's yeah. on the outer limits of Portland, where usually for any city, that's where prostitutes are. Uh, so when I used to go out there, I would see them getting dropped off in the morning. Because I would go out to work out there, and you'd always see like trucks pulled over to the side, and just girls hopping out, or women, or usually very unattractive women hopping out. No, of trucks. yeah, no. Shocking news: the prostitutes on 142nd and Sandier. They are not, not as dreamy as I would so. They are not attractive. Think. Not attractive ladies. But yes, so I've discussed this before. My meth head neighbors, and they do seem to have taken up their business another notch to where Mm. not only collecting metal including dismantling that entire 20 foot fishing boat a couple of weeks ago Uh, that thing I still see there's a couple of uh, panels from it still in the backyard but I mean it's like piranhas to a cow it's just stripping (laughs) gone that's what it is it's just bam all that's left is just a skeleton the basic skeleton of the boat whatever they can't dismantle so in addition to doing that, they've also now uh, apparently have decided to step up their game and add in prostitution, is what it appears to be. So my roommate Ryan noticed uh, noticed the fine, uh, not fine, really, a uh, young youngish woman standing on the corner next to their place in very uh, skimpy, tight shorts, short in, in clothing, a tire. In attire, be attire. Just kind of standing there, hanging out, while the other dudes were sitting in the back, uh, talking or doing whatever meth heads do when they're not doing meth. And then on top of that, I've seen one getting into a truck out in front of the house. This is all within really? the last week. Now, are these? Let me let me ask you this because you've lived next to the meth heads for a while now. Are they mm-hmm. familiar ladies? Are these the ladies that have been procuring the meth from the meth house, or are they new? Are they new toots? The one that I saw. Can we just call them toots, please. Toots? No, I don't. I don't know. They're prostitutes. The one that I saw 
didn't uh, she didn't look familiar because I am familiar with the, their girlfriends that have gone over there before their meth ladies you know and all their buddies so there's several of them that I know I know by appearance who they are and there's one girl in particular that actually looks like she used to be probably a very pretty girl mm-hmm. like she she actually looks like she used to be hot but not you know 10 years of doing meth that kind of uh, knocks that down a few pegs kind of takes it away a little kind of takes it away yeah kind of lost that uh, lost that aspect so I do know a couple of them, but the one that I saw, the one that I personally saw, didn't look didn't look like one of the old ones. She looks like a new girl hanging out there. Oh, yeah, like new, like young, like just getting into meth. Uh, no, not that young. She's been there for. I a while. don't think these guys are going to be able to pull those kind of girls. They're they're pulling the girls that are already hooked. They they're already, I'd say, five years in, five okay. years into the meth ride. So not completely destroyed, but also they're not they're not looking. Uh, They'd probably put 15 years on them, you know, age-wise, as far as appearance. So there's them, and then there's uh, what Keelan happened to do mm-hmm. last night. So I talked to Keelan this morning when he was coming back from, you know, he did Geek in the City last night, which right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Indeedly do. I'm sure that show will be up soon. And thank you, Keelan, for all of your extra help yesterday. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your help. So... That uh, he's he I saw him this morning. You know when I got back from my run because I went for a two mile. Oh, shut up about your run. A two mile run, and he told me he's like, well, yeah. So uh, almost hit a prostitute last night. And at first not, he told me that. Beating well, that's what yeah, at first he told me that. I'm like, you beat a prostitute? Like what the <laughs> hell, dude? <laughs> Are you almost did? But no, it was with his car. He almost hit a prostitute with his car, <laughs> and so he, I guess on his way home he was uh, coming around the corner. To go park, and sure enough, there was a prostitute out in the middle. There's a truck parked in the middle of the road. Oh with a my god! Doing the whole leaning on the door thing, talking to him, talking to the John, trying to I don't know arrange a deal. I suppose. Who was the original John? How come they know. call um, guys who hunt prostitutes John? I'm not sure. I'm not sure why that is. That's a uh, one of the one of life's mysteries. Also, John Doe. Yeah, whoever's named John kind of got stuck with a lot of things there. John Doe, Jane Doe. Yeah, John and Boring can answer that that question, I'm sure. So it, it does appear, though, that it's it's looking like a full-on operation. Oh, my God. Looking like a full-on operation that they've got. What are you going to do? Like, I mean, I'm, I, for one, am appreciating this for show fodder. Yeah. I, your life is hilarious. Yeah. And I'm liking this. But my um, torment is hilarious. If well. not, they're dismantling huge... Metal objects in front of their house. Dealing meth out of the house. Boil Man is at the house. Boil Man's there. It has kind of... it. It's starting to ramp back up to where it's making me almost nervous like it was when I first bought the house. Yeah. Because when I first bought it, it was way worse than it is today. It, that was at the peak. That was when they were uh, slinging the drugs right in front of my house and just standing on the corner mm-hmm. with bags of meth. Well, it, it sucks. I, I bet it's scariest when you can tell that they don't have the fear. Well, it's, like they don't and have that's fear the of authority. Like it's, they're just doing this right out in public. They stripped an entire boat in front of their house. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. and they're and they're just getting away with this. What the, what the fuck is the city doing? Nothing. Not a damn thing. And I've had to call the police on them several times. But yeah, it's it's the their activity is ramping up so much that it's starting to make me nervous. And especially the prostitution thing, that's a whole new ball game. That's never been going on that I know of anyway. I've never I've never seen that go on. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if there were some deals in quotation marks that were made at that house for you know, So like these chicks are basically procured, but doing stuff for meth. 
That's my guess. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, I don't know exactly the inner workings is. of it, but I'm assuming so, yeah. Or doing stuff for the money to buy the dude's meth, and then, you know, the girls probably get screwed out of it, I'm sure. Um, yes, again, as hilarious as this is, you have a serious fucking problem, dude. Yeah, I know. Like, that's a, that's... It's it's ramping that's, up. That's funny, but it's not that funny. It's like, not. That's, that's, this is a whole new ball game. It's, it's a whole new... That's what I mean. It's It's... This is a different level than they've ever been on before. Well, I don't understand like what you need to do for the city to get them to pay attention to this fucking problem. I don't know because I mean if it's prostitution, clearly, you know, a illegal obviously, mm-hmm. and B, I'm sure these girls are most likely on drugs because they're all on drugs. So, I don't Let know. Let me ask you this, did they seem very young? Well, I haven't. It's it's my roommates that have seen them, so I've yeah. missed them. I mean, I saw the one girl, and like I said, they don't seem very young. They don't seem like they're underage. I guess if that's what you're asking. Yeah, yeah. These these girls look like they're in their. Of course, you know, with meth, it's hard to tell, but I I really don't. From what I've seen, they don't look like they're underage girls. Mm-hmm. They look like they're in their thirties. You know, thirties to forties. Probably in their thirties and look like they're in their forties. What What do you think? Real age? What do you think? Meth age? Real age. 29 to 31 for the girl yeah. that I saw. Meth age, uh, very, very hard living 45. God. Very hard living 45 is what she looks like. So I, I really don't think that they're underage girls, but I just don't know what to do. Uh, John and Boring says you need to call the non-emergency police line daily complaining about the prostitutes and anything else you see. And that's the problem with it is that you have by the time been, right? you, I have I have been doing it, but by the time you see, like, prostitutes hanging out, and this is a new thing, I've got to start, I guess, paying attention to that, because I, I've never really looked for this before. Um, but, but usually by the time you call, but that, you call, and then by the time they get there, unless you call 911, and they can't call 911 every time unless there's really something going on, because yeah. they, they don't like that. You know, if there's a gun over there or something, sure, or an explosion. Well, I mean, and there could be an explosion. I mean, I don't think, I mean... Taking into account, like, all the people doing meth and boil man and stripping down things and prostitutes, if they're making meth there, that's a fucking chemical lab. That is highly See, explosive. See, I don't know if they're making meth there. I don't... Th- Do you think that they're just dealing it? Yeah, I don't think they are making meth. I don't think they have a lab over there. I really don't. I think they're dealing it from there. These guys... Honestly, they don't even seem smart enough to be able to do that. They know how to strip metal down, mm-hmm. and they know how to tell girls... So they're kind of like a middleman? They're a user. They're they're the user. Yeah, they I don't even know. Well, I mean they may they I guess they do deal some. So All right, John is uh John is They're saying, a very low level dealer is what I think they are. Well, they're low enough to what uh, all of a sudden harbor a prostitution ring in their house. Mm-hmm. So John says the cops only care if you're a pain in their ass, doesn't matter if Oops. they're still there or not just call and get it on the record if they see 15 complaints from you a month, they'll drive by many times a week if not daily. Okay. Yeah, I mean I've you been should. calling a lot. I've if been... they're if they have the time, I mean my god, man, how many times do people like Take a pee on the street, and then you get arrested for, like, urinating in public. These guys are stripping a stolen boat for days in front of that house. Yeah. And they don't get in trouble for it. You bring a beer into a park, and you get a a citation, and you're arrested. Right. They are having full-on prostitutes stop traffic on a main road, and nothing is happening to them. That is a fucked-up system. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. It's, uh... Yeah, it really is. I don't know. I need to figure out what to do. 
I mean, and I will keep calling the police, but the problem is I'm not there all the time. You know, I mean, I'm I'm gone. No, I'm you can't working. be there I'm, babysitting your house. I can't be there thing. and staring at them, waiting for them to do you know, yeah. waiting for them to do something to call the police. But at the same time, I guess it is my problem. So maybe I do have to do that. Uh, yeah, I did have to call nine one one on them uh, pretty recently. Oh God! Um, what they do now? Uh, they were out there. It was the guy and the girl again. The two that always get in a yelling, screaming mm-hmm. match. To where you fucking dumb bitch. Yep, that and that was pretty much exactly what he. They was always yelling. have. Well, I've like, heard that. Fuck you, you asshole! Yeah, I forgot to even talk about that. <laughs> See, it's so commonplace. I forget about these things. Um, yeah, I called nine one one on that because I was like, okay, great. Now they're gonna kick the shit out of each other over there. So I did call uh, call on that one, and he came over there and talked to him. But I don't think anybody got arrested. I don't think anybody got hauled. No, off. how come nobody ever gets arrested? I don't know. Like, don't how come know. it's so easy for There have some been people. times where they, I mean, there used to be, I would say once every six months, they'd have a whole bunch of police officers over there and they'd end up having a whole bunch of dudes lined up outside, all getting arrested. I mean, they've blocked off the street before in front of my house mm. with cop cars. And, uh, you know, and I even had police in my backyard. Unbeknownst to me, I didn't even give them permission, but I mean, I don't care, I guess. I don't yeah. know if they really can do that, though. But uh, we're coming back through my backyard looking over my fence into theirs and mm. uh but yeah they haven't really been doing anything for quite a while so i'm not i'm not entirely sure it's just what i get to live with prostitutes and meth heads by the way if i ever try to sell my house please don't ever reference these podcasts to anyone <laughs> <laughs> i will never be able to sell my house to anybody who has ever listened to this show all right yeah betsy and i was saying videotape their shenanigans yeah totally the should. problem is it's hard to get an actual videotape of them because i mean there's a lot of obstacles in the way and to actually catch them doing something it's it's a, it's kind of difficult to uh to, to really That's true because you don't the last thing you'd want to have a crazy person seeing you do is videotape them. Yeah, I can't have them know that I'm doing it. Yeah. I can't have them know that I'm calling the police. I can't, you know, because if they know they're crazy, they're absolutely insane people. You know, it's like dealing with a rabid dog and once they, if they got the idea that it was me calling the police, you know, who knows what they do. Even if it's against their own, you know, their, their own benefit, I could see them trying to do something. Oh. So, so I have to be a little bit uh, circumspect about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I guess you got to watch out for yourself, but you have to, I just. Uh, I'm pretty trained in it at this point. I've had this house long enough. I'm, I'm pretty trained in how to dance around the meth head ways. Yeah, but you've never had to deal with meth head prostitutes That's before. A, that is a new one. That is a new one. This is <laughs> certainly taking it to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, uh, not quite sure where, where to go from that one. I just have a knack of finding these places. I mean, in all of the... T- in the they have a knack of finding the, you, In too. the over 10 years I've lived in Portland, I have lived next to a crack den. I've lived next to a another meth house. When I first moved to Portland, I lived next to a meth house. And, uh, yeah, meth house, crack den, crazy people. And then went on to, uh, went on to my new meth house. Oh, yeah. I'd, wherever I go, it's like I'm I'm a beacon for these kinds of things. That and crazy chicks. You yeah. are just in life too. Mm-hmm. Well, I just have the crazy cat lady. Now I don't have the crazy cat lady anymore. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yes. John and Boring wants me to send me uh, send him my address so he can swing by and pick up the whores. The <laughs> You'll chat. never see them again. Live <laughs> chat. That's that's, so that's more crazy. disturbing than the meth heads. Well, anyway. Oh, all right. So we were talking. So from meth heads. Sorry. Had to, yeah, I had to get that out there. Oh, no, that's fine. It's just, it's pretty fucked up. We need to... Talking about our lives. We need to figure out how to remedy that toot sweet. 
Yep. No, I'm not calling it that. I don't want to call it a toot. Sounds like it's a. Everybody has gas. No, over toot there or sweet mean like, means like as quick as possible. No, it sounds. Haven't you ever seen that? Let's let's get this done. Toot sweet. I have never heard what. You've never heard the phrase toot sweet? No. I that is not a phrase. I think it's French. What? Toot, toot sweet. sweet. What is the right away? Of... It means right away. Well, I don't like it. I don't like the word toot. That's really what it comes down to is I don't like the word toot, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> yeah, so John says, send me your address, Greg. I'll swing by and pick up the horse and never see him again. Rick says, Sarah will then find them on her morning run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible to joke about. That is awful. And <laughs> hilarious. from methods to monkeys. To monkeys. Today, we yes, get indeed. to see monkeys today. It's true. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And yes, we are uh, broadcasting a little bit early today because we also work for the Portland Trailblazers, in case yeah. anyone didn't know. Doing a show for them called Sportlandia. And Sportlandia is airing live at noon at trailblazers.tv today. And we'll be uh, broadcasting from the Oregon Zoo. Live from the zoo. Did you? I I hope we get to see. Which is why it's so. Which is why we did the show early today. Because I mean, how many times do you get to go to the zoo for free all day? So we're going to do Sportlandia and then maybe spend a couple hours walking around, looking at monkeys. monkeys. I'm going to go to the bat room. I'm going to go to the bat, the bat room. room. Stinks. I don't care if it stinks. It's cool. The penguin room stinks more, but the bat room, the bat room really stinks. I don't. It's neat to be able to see all of them so up close and all together. You know what stinks is the hippo, like the hippopotamuses. No, nah, that's not that bad. Maybe you and I have different stink glands in our noses. The hippo one's outdoors, though. Yeah, I could it's smell outdoors. it. Well, you can smell it, yeah, but it's not as bad as the penguins or the bats. It's not as bad as an enclosed area like that. Trust me, Sarah, I have been to the zoo a few times. When's the last time you went to the zoo? It was a couple years ago. When's the last time you were at the zoo? A couple years ago. No, I don't believe you. You're totally making that up. I'm not making it up. Yeah, you're making that up. It's been a little while. You know what? Last time I was at the zoo, though, all I remember is getting intertangled with babies on leashes. They were everywhere. You'll get some babies on leashes. There were some babies on leashes. It'll happen. It'll happen. This You'll is get true. some babies on leashes. But that's okay. That's part of what it's, what it's all about. Yes, I am excited to see the monkeys. I am hoping... Oh, that's one other thing, too. So, for the show today, apparently we have a mystery animal that's going to be joining oh, us. Oh, Jesus, God. On uh, Sportlandia. So I have no idea what it is, so tune in, Sportlandia, uh, trailblazers.tv at noon today, and apparently we'll have a mystery animal on with us at some point during the broadcast. A mystery animal? I don't know, because the, the guy that I've been working with, very nice guy, doesn't know what they're going to be bringing over. He just said, yep, you guys are going to have an interview with an animal. Not sure what it's going to be. Is it going to be like a creepy animal? Uh, I don't know. I hope it's not a spider. Oh, God. I don't want it to be a spider. I, You know what I'm afraid of? What? Do you know what I'm afraid of? That what if they bring over a zoo spider and I spaz out and accidentally kill it? No, don't do that. Dude, I know. It could be some endangered animal. I know. That's why a zoo spider should not be near me. Because what well, if, if they I bring panic? over a spider, that's what you got to do. You cannot squash the spider. I know, but that's my fear. I'm like, what if, I, if they bring over some creepy insect or spider and my gut reaction is to squish it? What if I squish Don't a squish zoo insect? the zoo insect. Are you kidding me? This will be live on camera, too. A, you would instantly be a YouTube uh, sensation. Well, inf- an infamous sensation. And then on top of that, dude, you cannot, you cannot squash one of the zoo bugs. I'm just saying instinctively, like... You would instinctively squash the thing? Like, what if it's if some, it like... If it started crawling on me, I'd probably go, fuck! What if it's, like, a banana spider or a tarantula? Swear, well, first of all, I'd swear, and then I would probably kill the zoo bug accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> 
You can't do that. I know. I know. I know. I don't want to do it. Great. You know what? I mean, we're getting ready for the season. I'm looking forward to an entire season of working for the Trailblazers. Now we're going to go at the Oregon Zoo, which I've spent weeks setting this up. We're going to get on there, and you're going to squash the damn spider, endangered spider that they're going to bring over, and uh, throw the whole thing out the window. Wow. Great. I don't want to. So let me just say, whoever the, the zookeeper is who might what or might not... centipede? Okay, I think, you know, what's funny is, like, now that we're talking about this, our friend David in the chat is saying that his brother is the one that actually is going to be... His brother works at the zoo, and he is going to be bringing us the mystery animal. Oh, really? Okay. <sighs> Dave, please, please, no spider. I don't want to piss anybody off. <laughs> uh, I don't Carrie's in the chat saying, I hope it's a lemur. Um, I want it to be... Uh, I, could, I'm, I don't mind lizards... Lizards or anything of the sort. Snakes don't bother me. I just don't want leggy insects on me. I want a meerkat. Oh, I want it well, to be a whole... Who doesn't want a meerkat? Well, I want to get meerkats from my backyard. I mean, I've talked about this before. I, I want a whole farm of exotic animals living in my backyard. I want to have a whole meerkat section. Your backyard section. is too dangerous with the meth heads next door. No, I want to have a whole meerkat section where I'm going to wall off what I call the compound in the backyard. I have names for every section of my uh, my uh, land. So the the compound, that would be walled off and that would be full of meerkats. I want to hold a monkey. Yeah, monkeys I've would never be held cool a monkey. Too. Monkeys would be cool too. Have you ever held a monkey? Uh, I have my picture taken with a monkey. Thank you very much. I have my picture taken with a chimp when I was about seven years old. Oh, set, what, so like 40 years ago and you're bragging about Not it? Not 40 years ago. Yes, I, I did. I had my picture taken with a monkey, and I also have a picture of myself with a cheetah. Oh, my God. It's pretty cool. With a cheetah. It's pretty cool. Pretty badass. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I wonder if, like, if the zoo people like us, if they'll let us touch a monkey. <laughs> That's how you should approach it, too. All nervous and sweaty. I just, I just, <laughs> I just wanted to, do I you like me? Monkey? Do you like me? Can I touch one of the monkeys? Do you like me? Let me touch one of the monkeys. Stop making it sound creepy. I think they're so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rick <laughs> says, we have a recording of the suspect stating that she would kill the zoo spider earlier in the day. <laughs> you can't be plotting to kill I'm the zoo spider. I'm not plotting. I'm saying, like, in advance, like, if it's a spider, you've got to you've got to take one for the team. I'm not touching that thing. And it can't get near me or else I might. I, I don't want to kill it. Well, I mean, if that's what they bring, that's what they bring. It's a mystery, Sarah. That's the whole That's the whole deal with it. You don't know what it's going to be. It's a mystery animal. We'll have to find out. I'm wondering if we get to go behind the scenes. That, I think that would oh, be pretty be badass. So cool. I don't know. We shouldn't push our luck. Like, yeah, we probably shouldn't push our to... luck. I just hope it's not just like a goat or something. I, I hate to I cool. hate to be I hate to do that before because if it is a goat that's fantastic but I want to I want to pet like an animal that I I wouldn't normally get to be around goats don't excite me too much no one cut that out please but uh, just saying that you know that that wouldn't be quite as exciting but it's a mystery animal and that's what we have to see so we'll we'll find out mystery animal it's a mystery it like animal a mystery dum dum it's a mystery dum dum yes indeed <laughs> it is we shall find out. We'll find out what it is. That's going to be fantastic. Of uh, David in the chat, if he knows, don't tell us. Don't tell us what it is. Just please, please, not a spider. Yeah. No inadvertent killing today. <laughs> <laughs> please don't ruin the day, Sarah. I've been so excited. I'm going to try about this not day. to. Yeah. All right. All I know is my instincts are to scream, swear, and squish. 
I have the three S's when it comes to, to spiders. Wow. All right. Well, should we uh, change it up here a little bit and do uh, perhaps do, do some ball talk? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I need some more coffee. I'm going to get more coffee for me. You don't need it. Will you give me some more coffee, too? Because I'd like a little bit more coffee. Greg, you don't need any. Or you silence your goddamn phone. My phone is silent. It just made Oh, that's because I turned the... Oh, yeah. Oopsie daisy. Yeah, I need more coffee. All right. Hello, everyone. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Sarah's not here. I'm totally going to use the uh, sound effects. Balls. Oh, I'm sorry. No, uh, bring the coffee back over here. Please. Please. Yeah, that's not going to work. Damn it, no coffee. All right. Starting off in ball talk. Someone from the world of sports is now going to make it big in entertainment. Ooh. So, Sarah, did you ever watch uh, Regis and Kathy Lee? Yes. Okay. I mean, I know what it is. I didn't watch it. Okay. And then it switched to, of course, Regis and uh, Kelly. Kelly Ripa. Is that how you say her name? Kelly Ripa. 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 She put a little bit of weight on. She'd be really hot, but she's far too skinny. So, Kelly Ripa, Regis Philbin. Regis Philbin, of course, retired, I believe, last year and they've just had like guest hosts mm-hmm. since then like people doing like week long stints mm-hmm. trying to figure out who is going to be the replacement for Regis Philbin well reports are saying they have come up with their replacement possible fill in uh, hosts who could have been it were Seth Myers, Josh Groban Josh Groban wow that's interesting <gasps> oh he has the pretty voice yes my mom loves Josh Groban he was a guest star on Ally McBeal he was great well, apparently, the person getting the new gig, who be Kelly Ripa's new co-host, is Michael Strahan. Who the fuck is that? He played for the New York Giants. Uh, you can look him up. You might notice him. He's kind of got a trademark. My He's got a gap tooth. Strahan. Michael Strahan. Oh, yeah. He's adorable. Yeah, he's actually... I haven't seen him on this. He's, he's a pretty funny guy. Uh, it is, though, kind of surprising that that's what he's going to be on. Of, of all things, Regis... Well, not Regis, I guess. It'll be Michael and Kelly, or Kelly and Michael. Probably Kelly and Michael. Probably Kelly and Michael, yeah. So Michael Strahan well, reportedly a, she's getting a the job. businesswoman, she should make a Kelly and Michael. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's Okay, so it's going to be live with Kelly. Michael Strahan to be live with Kelly. Okay, yeah, I don't know how they're going to name it, but either way, they haven't officially made the announcement. Supposedly, they're going to make the the actual announcement um, for September fourth is when it'll start up. But yeah, Michael Strahan reportedly getting the getting the gig. Okay, interesting choice. I do like Michael Strahan; he's cool. I also don't really like that show, so it really doesn't do much for me. Yeah, but good for him. He good seems like him. a really nice guy. Good on him. Good for Michael Strahan. So there we go, and he's going to make a ton of money. <clears throat> ton of money. A ton? Ton of money. A ton of money. I he saw won't... one report, and I don't know how accurate this is, but of course this is Regis. He's not going to make it Regis money, but Regis was making about $70 million a year. Holy crap. Are you kidding me? Between that and reruns of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. That's a lot of money. Moving on to ball talk. Mm. Another suspension for Major League Baseball. Bartolo Colon. Bartolo Colon. Bartolo Colon. That is such a drug dealer name. 
Oh, yeah. Bartolo Colon. Maybe he lives next door to you. Bartolo Colon. Bartolo Colon. I come from a long line of colons. Sounds like you should be on weeds or the wire. Okay, so Bartolo Colon, a pitcher for the Oakland Athletics, veteran guy, being suspended for 50 games for, once again, failing a drug test. So this comes right after the other guy, Melky Cabrera from the San Francisco Giants, both Bay Area, Bay Area dudes, hmm. getting uh, suspended for 50 games for a guest resurrecting his career with a stem cell treatment. Well, the stem cell treatment, I take that back. That's not illegal, but he, he apparently has tested positive for something that was completely illegal. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 50 game suspension for Bartolo Colon. Bartolo Colon. Of the Oakland Athletics. Of the Oakland Athletics. <laughs> what was that? What was that accent? Of the Oakland Athletics. Bartolo Colon, the Oakland Athletics. I can speak in foreign languages. Moving on in Balzac. After we're done with our strokes, uh, we have this story. This has to do. It's it's a potpourri of balls. It's a smattering. Smattering of balls, but a Connecticut amateur golf champion. What I mean by smattering of balls, Rudolf Hermstadt. We all know Rudolf Hermstadt. Of course, who doesn't know the, the Connecticut Hermstadt. amateur golf champion? Good I mean, we're, we're all Stutmata. we're all well aware of him. Thirty-seven-year-old yeah. Rudolf Hermstadt is scheduled to to appear in Superior Court next week on charges of third-degree assault and breach of peace. And what happened was he got caught on video. Number one surveillance yes. video. Always Never get everywhere. caught on video. Never get caught on video. And he was at the uh, 19th Hole Cafe at the East Mountain Golf Course on July 22nd, at which point he got in an argument with his caddy. So this guy, since he is a champion, he has a caddy that is his, uh, you know, professional caddy that goes around with him. You know what a caddy is? Yes, it's the bag boy. Yeah, essentially, that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. they, they do more than that, but yeah, that's what it narrows down to. He's the bag boy. So the uh, him and his caddy got into an argument over... The caddy's relationship with Hermstadt's fiance. What? 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 Hermstadt's fiance. So, the uh, the two got into a fight, and Rudolf Hermstadt beat the crap out of, of the caddy over some alleged relationship. Caught on camera, and now going to court. I want them to make this into a lifetime movie. Whatever's going on. There. Would that make a good Lifetime movie? I don't know what makes a good one. What about a caddy? Yeah, a golfer seems, and his caddy. That's pretty fucking boring, if you ask me. Really? What, there's no what drama. Needs to be? There's no drama. You know, if there's no bodies, you're not excited. You can't make drama excited. out of the most boring sport that exists. If there's no bodies, Sarah's Unless you're not Tiger excited. Woods and Elon's like, trying to run you over. That's That shit's funny. Yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. funny. Yeah, I'll give it that. No, I like... Uh, I, I don't know. I like it uh, to go to delve deeper. A, uh, a guy and his ball boy and his fiance just does not... That, that doesn't do the trick. Doesn't work for you. Huh? Doesn't work for me. No, I like to have... Um, my favorite ones are about, you know, like, fraternity hazing gone awry. Secrets that should not be shared and will be silenced, but somebody knows the truth. That kind of shit. Moving on in ball talk. 
Here's something for you, Sarah. Tim Tebow, back in the news. Uh, okay. Going is to he be, naked? Is he going to be naked? Uh, he's going to be partially. He's Ooh. going to be gracing the cover of the September issue of GQ, featuring several shirtless pics. Now, whoever wrote this article is clearly somebody infatuated with him. The September issue of GQ, which features Tebow on the cover, as well as a couple of shirtless pics of the handsome and muscular QB, just for the ladies. You're reading that really weird. That's what the uh, article said. I'm just quoting the article. So there you go. Tim Tebow is going to be shirtless. Okay. I'd like to see some Tebow titas. Gross. Finally in Baltalk, we have an actual athletic hero. A hero far beyond athletics, far beyond the Olympics where this person starred, far beyond anything that... uh, Really an inspiration. Someone that children should look up to someone that should inspire us all to reach out and go to new heights and push ourselves to limits where You're we weird. didn't think we could go to. This has to do with Olympic track star Nick Simmons who almost beat the world record for the beer mile. So this guy, Nick Simmons, and this uh, by the way, took place in Oregon took place in Oregon, and this happened on Tuesday. I believe it was on Tuesday, where this man attempted to beat the world record for the beer mile. The world record is five minutes and nine seconds, and here's how the beer mile works. Okay. So, what you have to do is chug a beer, a full-size beer, at the beginning of the race, and then at each quarter mile, you have to chug another one. That's awesome. So, so each time you do a lap, you have to chug another beer. Uh, so he he uh, did this, ended up running the mile in five minutes and fifteen seconds while <laughs> chugging down four beers along the way. That's insane. That's pretty impressive. Four beers, still ran a mile in five minutes fifteen seconds, but the world record is five minutes and nine seconds. Oh, that's six seconds, man. By a Canadian marathon legend. Of course, it's Canadian. Jim Finalison. That guy is the uh, world record holder. But still, this is pretty impressive. I guess he did it with a crowd of friends along the way, like cheering him as he's doing it going around the, going around the track. Chugging a beer. This is, this is an Olympic track star. That's amazing. Yeah. This guy is kind of awesome. I really want to see if we can get an interview with him. Oh, done. We should totally do that. Mm-hmm. Because that's badass. Mm-hmm. So Nick Simmons almost breaking that record. Almost broke the record. But I'm confident he's going to come back and try again because that's somebody who doesn't give up on their dreams. Totally. Never give up on your dreams. Olympics, whatever. You beat the beer mile world Unless they're record. swimming from Cuba to the United States. Well, give then, up on that eh, dream. Maybe, yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind of... That one's gone. If you beat the world record in the beer mile, you will be a legend for the rest of your life. Carrie in the chat is saying because uh, she said that she's seen him run in person over at Nike. And he oh, was really? Awesome. Uh-huh. And he's hot. Oh, hey All right, let's definitely... Let's get him in studio. <laughs> the Beer Mile. Nick Simmons. A U.S. Olympic athletic hero. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Where's my copy at? You can get up and get it. You know things never end well when you said, give it to me now. It's right here. It's right, sitting right next to me. Okay. There you go. Well, um... So what's going on over there, buddy? You know what I am? 
crazy? No. I am excited. Oh, Jesus. About September 22nd. For the Fun Employment Radio Network listener party. That's what I'm excited about. Hi, Sarah. How's it going? Why are you, why are you holding your head You're too much. Like, I try to hands. be in the best mood possible, and you still can take it away. What do you mean? I'm not taking a mood. I'm not taking anything away from you. It's The thing is, the, the ratio for you being not mad is I have to bring down my happiness. Like, the happier I am, the well, worse mood you get Well, then bring down your happiness into. for the greater good. But why? I'm in a good mood. I'm having fun. I'm doing what I love. I'm going to go do another show at the zoo. I'm excited. It's a good day. It's a great day, and that's what ruins your day when I'm happy. But yes, listener party. September 22nd. All Announcement right. tomorrow. Announcement tomorrow. Um, so I do have a visual aid for my first story, but first and foremost, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, all right, visual aid for first story. Number one. Where will this visual aid be available? Motherfucker. There it is. I put it in there. It's in the chat. Will it be posted somewhere afterwards? It sure will. Okay. It sure will, Greg. It'll be posted uh, sure will. funemploymentradio.com. We'll post a link there. So if you guys want to uh, go ahead and clicky clicky on that linky linky. No, don't. Don't ever. Don't do that. That's. What do you mean? No. We don't talk like that on this show. I don't understand why you are being so Much like that. we don't use the word we also do Sweet. not say we don't, we don't post like that Yes I know John's saying that he posted that picture in the chat About regards to sunscreen It's true I saw it a That little is while terrifying ago. What the hell am I looking at please explain So hello my friends this is World of Crazy First up the face kini A face mask bathing suit is popular in China And terrifying Everywhere else that is not China So let me tell you about this uh, For something less revealing this summer Let's take a look at the face kini, the ultimate alternative to slathering on sunblock on trips to the beach. So what these clever folks have designed. Oh. Is a bikini for your face. To keep out that pesky sunlight and keep you pale all year round. It's a rubber mask with (laughs) holes cut out. So the full head mask, often worn with an accompanying bodysuit, is the latest swimwear innovation in the Chinese resort town of Qingdao. The summer accessory is a must-have for many Chinese women who prefer a fair skin complexion over a suntan. Then why are they out in the sun? So they they still want to go out and play, but get this, uh, in this particular area, bronze tone has traditionally been equated with doing physical labor while pale skin indicates a person of status who doesn't work outdoors. How opposite. That is so weird. That is so disturbing. These masks, If go there and look at the pictures of this because this is absolutely freaky. It's not right. They are not right at all. Wait, I found one more. Let me put this one in there. This is the... So many horror movies are going to be starting... So I, how how much do you want to bet that a horror movie is going to start using the face keening? Oh yeah, that'll be their main star. Will be robberies will start using it. Yep. I mean, it's just going to be never ending. Freaky as hell. <laughs> it's so, a giant rubber glove put over somebody's head, and then tiny little holes are cut out for the eyes and the mouth, and little and little slits for the nose. Yeah. All right. So of course, uh, not only does the face keening bring out, uh, block out the sun, as an added benefit, Greg. The masks are credited with also protecting against insects and jellyfish. 
Okay. Because, gosh, I'm so tired of all of the insects and jellyfish that latch onto my face when I'm at the beach. <laughs> Next up, out of Port Charlotte, Florida. 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 Charlotte County Sheriff's deputies arrested a man who stole a giant television in a box from Walmart and tried to fly uh, flee away with it on his bicycle. He was arrested when he shortly thereof crashed into the back of a detective uh, detective's vehicle. <laughs> so this genius uh, is named Jonathan Ryan Fontaine of Port Charlotte. He's been arrested for retail theft and resisting an officer. Uh, so according to the Charlotte County Sheriff's Office, Walmart security was called uh, after a man stole the 32-inch TV, dragged it out of the store, and rode off with it on his bicycle. The two detectives responded to another inc- uh, responding to another incident. Spotted Fontaine uh, with the TV on his bicycle. One detective drove ahead of Fontaine, and the other got out of his car on foot and tried to stop him because he was going very slowly, trying to ride around with the giant television on his bike. <laughs> when Fontaine turned around to look at the d- detective chasing him, he wasn't paying attention and slammed into the rear of the other detective's vehicle. Fontaine hit his head when he crashed into the car. Uh, he was checked out and he was medically cleared. Uh, Walmart uh, security arrived and positively identified him as the man in the store who stole the TV, which I think that... While laughing and pointing at him? Probably doesn't leave a lot to the imagination. Yes, he was arrested and transported to Charlotte County Jail. And uh, Fontaine's bicycle was also impounded. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Like, that has to make a security guard's day, I would think. Oh, Yeah. To just get there and stand there and watch that jackass? Yeah, just being like you are <laughs> carrying a 32-inch television. <laughs> that sounds On like something bicycle. my method neighbors would try. That that does sound like something they would try. The other day when I drove by there, am I wrong or was there a car door in the back of one of their trucks? Yes, there was. There was a car door. <laughs> they had so found nothing is safe. There was no nothing car. Is safe. But there was seriously a car door laying out there, not to any of the cars that were. Over I swear, there. I meant to bring it up to you because I was just stopping by mm-hmm. really quick. I'm like, is that a car door in the back of their truck? Yeah. And then didn't think about it. Yeah. That, Hot it damn, was. guys, I got a car door. See, and I'm so used to seeing that, I forget to even mention these kinds of things on the show. Like, I, I try to make mental notes of things that happen during the day to talk about on the show. That stuff, I'm so used to seeing it. That something as ridiculous as a car door just hanging out, I just forget. Yeah, because it looked it. weird. It was just like a whole bunch of like stolen pipes and what have you, and then just like mm-hmm. a car door that maybe they just like yanked off of some yeah. car. Yep, yep, that's about it. All right, Greg. So we were talking about monkeys earlier. I yes. do have. I do. I do have. I, I like all monkeys, most of them, not the face eating ones. But no, like you want to stay away from those ones. Oh, yeah, I want to stay away from the face eating monkeys. Oh, maybe I don't want to hold a monkey now that I'm thinking about it. No, you want to hold a monkey. Uh, Although they do Only know. if I'm wearing a face kini, I think No, no, you're not Also not bringing a face kini onto So, menu. you remember the monkey uh, The white-faced gibbon Of course, white-faced gibbons I know what they are, Yeah, yes. they're like little fluffy, amazing monkeys mm-hmm. Headline reads My favorite headline of the day Gibbons on helium sing like opera stars Monkeys what? who have ingested helium Sing like opera stars The first sentence of this reads Gibbons are jungle divas. Okay. The small apes use the same technique to project their songs through the forests of Southeast Asia as top sopranos singing at the New York Metropolitan Opera. So they sing through the forests like jungle divas. Really? 
This was the conclusion of research by Japanese scientists who tested the effects of uh, helium gas on gibbons, and uh, they wanted to check to see how their singing changed when their voices sounded abnormally high pitched. <laughs> they gave them helium? <laughs> wow. Just like professional singers, the experiment found the animals were able to amplify the higher sounds by adjusting the shape of their vocal tract. It is a skill mastered only by a few humans, yet gibbons are able to do it with minimal effort. So singing is uh, particularly important to the gibbons, which use loud calls and songs to communicate across the dense jungles were their jungle divas. Their exchanges, described by primatologists as duets, can carry as far as just over a mile, actually. They can sing songs to each other for over a mile. Right. I'm giving in my backyard. No. Now I just want to give monkeys helium. Maybe we can ask if we can do that today. Yeah, that's a quick way, I think, to get kicked out. <laughs> Let's not ask about putting monkeys on helium. Where's the helium tanks? Well, making Gibbons sing on helium may sound eccentric, sound eccentric but, uh, but researchers said it was a logical way to test how the animals controlled vocalization when the resonance frequencies in the vocal tract were shifted upwards. So um, they used uh, the white-headed Gibbon to record 20 calls in the normal air and 37 calls in helium-enriched atmosphere. So getting all the monkeys... Helium's yeah. like basically laughing gas, isn't it? Seriously, I want to start working with monkeys because A, we already had the story of the, the dude partying that, with monkeys. Yeah, parties with monkeys. That sounds awesome. And then on top of that, now we have. Uh, yeah. Well, I. I uh, so I, to I say, want to start working again, with monkeys. Gibbons on helium sing like opera stars. Gibbons are jungle divas. I want to give monkeys helium. And finally, sing for me, monkey. Sing me a song. Finally, a British women's group plans a Fifty Shades of Grey book burning. <laughs> Good for them. Yes, Fifty Shades of Grey may be one of the most popular books of the summer or the year, but not everyone's caught up in the Shades of Grey frenzy. Ugh. The director of a women's charity in Britain is launching a campaign against the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy. Uh, the books, she say, that encourage domestic violence and send the wrong message to women, which I am not a prude, but I might kind of agree with that. They encourage domestic violence? Oh, he beats the shit out of her in that book. Seriously? Oh, yeah. No, it's a, it's a whole, like, dom. It's an S&M thing. He beats her? Well, he strangles her and, like, cha- and chains her to beds and shit. What the fuck is No, it's a, it's a fucking dom. It's like a, an S&M book. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. No, like that gray tie thing I was talking about yesterday? Yeah. That was what he used to, like, to, like gag her and then, like, tie oh, her Oh, I didn't realize bed. it was that kind of thing. Dude, no. Why do you think He's it's so... He's her out? Yeah. It's snuff porn? It's not snuff porn. No, but it's just basically her going like, you are my master. Do whatever you want to me. Don't anyone cut that out. Please cut that out and send that piece of no. audio into funemploymentradio at gmail.com. No, and, it's, and domestic violence is different than S&M, but I'm just saying it's it's just a really gross... Like, from what I've read of it, the, the few parts that I have, it just seems pretty gross. So I, being... I really haven't. <laughs> I'm but really I, disturbed but, by the fact that this is what's going on. In this but then thing. again, I don't agree with a book burning. So. Well, yeah, but are but they doing it as funny. in joking manner? I mean, it's not like they're ripping it out of libraries. Well, are let they? me see. I, I, well, I believe they're still purchasing the books. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, are they doing it as a joke? Yeah. Uh, so the anti Fifty Shades campaign will culminate with a book burning in November. 
Uh, Claire Philipson, the director of uh, Wareside Women in Need, is, uh, thinks the book is absolutely disgusting. I've come across people who have been confused by it, people who have been enraged by it, and others that are bewildered. The books are heavy on erotica, but have made headlines because they concentrate on sadism and masochism. That um, is also said that the books encourage the idea that women should be submissive and it's okay for men to be controlling, even domineering and violent. So these books are sending out the wrong message and they are in fact encouraging abuse, sexism and misogyny. The charity has launched what it's calling the Fifty Shades of Abuse campaign to spread their message. They're asking people to throw away their books uh, but will also accept (laughs) copies and they plan to hold a bond... What was that? (laughs) What did you say? I'm sorry, I just... We'll have to rewind the tape here in a minute and see what it was you just said. Uh, And we'll also accept copies. (laughs) They plan to hold a bonfire on November 5th to um, protest the content. I just do not understand the whole obsession with this thing. Well, Random House, the book's publisher, says it's a romantic work of fiction and the characters are consensual. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, sure. But the thing is, women can't complain... Like, are these the same women complaining about um, sexist issues and all these things when they're reading a book about a man tying her up and choking her? Yeah. But it's the most romantic thing ever. (laughs) He knows how to treat me. Yeah, go out and find a man that's going to be choking you constantly. And then then let's hear you complain about how, uh, what an asshole he turned out to be. Oh my gosh, he just turned out to be such a jerk. Yeah. Rick says the old ladies at the Heathman plan on turning off their vibrators for a moment of silence when these books are burned. (laughs) (laughs) In other news, the Heathman will never be a sponsor. While it may be hard to get on board with a good fashion book burning, a good old fashioned book burning, the campaign does raise some interesting questions. Other popular series have also sparked concern over the messages being sent to women. The Twilight series has been criticized for portraying an abusive relationship, and this is true as well. Bella is weak and completely submits to Edward, the controlling vampire, tells her what to do and shields her from contact with others. As it should be. <sighs> Not to mention he's possessive and jealous. <laughs> That's only he because only he loves her. Ch- he only chokes you with love. This is for your own good. I just sent you over a, you sent a me thing over in the chat, in, in our Gmail chat, that I figured that it might be good to... The best worst lines from our erotic That's bestseller really Fifty Shades of Grey. I just decided, you know, since we were talking about, you know, the book. Yeah. And we've had Chester read a couple things before. I was wondering. Oh. I, I found this thing. I was just wondering, you know, because we're gonna have to wrap up pretty quick. I got. I still got to curl my hair before we get out there. But I want to. Because <laughs> I did a poll the other day asking if. Um, you would like to hear Chester read any from Fifty Shades of Grey, and it was a resounding yes. There's even a gray necktie on the cover of this book. Oh yeah, there's the, that's the first one. I think one of them has handcuffs on the cover of it. <laughs> the other one has like something else. I mean, whatever people want to read, fine. But that is this is the dumbest shit. Why don't you? Just so read, this is the best. So oh, these are wow. so these are out of sequence, but it's just the the fifteen best lines. But I'm sure, like, even these just jumbled together will make as much sense as that as the book. So you want me to read some of these lines as Chester? Yes. Come on. Get those heels out of the dirt. Let's do this. All right. All right. The 15 best worst lines from erotic bestseller, Fifty Shades of Grey. 
Number one. I'd like to bite that lip, he whispers darkly. Geez, I'm a quivering moist mess and he hasn't even touched me. I squirm in my sheet and meet his dark glare. Ew. I can't, I'm not reading all 15 of these. The muscles inside the deepest, darkest part of me clench in the most delicious fashion. Come on. Shuck me, baby. His thumb presses on my tongue, and my mouth closes round him, shucking wildly. Holy fuck! This is wrong, but holy hell is it erotic. Are you kidding me? I had no idea giving pleasure could be such a turn-on, watching him writhe subtly with carnal longing. My inner goddess is doing the merengue with some salsa moves. God, the inner goddess is doing the merengue? Motherfuck. Alright, this is the last one. We pick up the rhythm. Up, down, up, down. Over and over, and it feels so good. Between my panting breaths, the deep down brimming foolish, the the vehement sensation pulsing through me that's building so quickly. I watch him, our eyes locked, and I see wonder there, wonder at me. I don't know what the fuck that makes sense. So we'll there are some lines. All right. Oh. Shockwave says, I think we just found a new career for Greg. I would totally do the audiobook for Fifty Shades of Grey. Keelan says, This author should be burned instead of the book. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we condone violence, but totally. No, we condone don't condone violence. violence. Although, yes, who is, who's the publisher of this? Random House? Yeah. Yeah, Random House, please get a hold of me. I would love to audition to be the. Uh, to be the voice for Fifty Shades of Grey. What's his name? It was like, was it Chester? No, his name is. Uh, I was just reading stories about it. Too. Christian. Oh, I, I don't that's know. That's the that's the that's Christian. the guy. And why would the UK have it on the fifth of November? The book burning. Remember, remember, remember. the fifth of November. Well, because that's the. Yeah, that that seems like the right day. Greg, do you know that not only is uh, is the fifth of November going to be celebrating uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey book burning, but it will in fact be. The three-year anniversary of Fun Employment Radio. Holy shit, it will be. Uh-huh. Wow. Crazy. Well, you can come celebrate with us, anybody out there, on September 22nd. Yeah. September 22nd at Plan B, Fun Employment Radio Network listener party. We're going to announce the... Another piece of the puzzle tomorrow. Another piece of the puzzle, which we're very, very excited about. Mm-hmm. Um for the Fun Employment Radio Network listener party announced tomorrow. So be sure to tune in tomorrow at noon o'clock Pacific time. Oh my God, you're so weird. Greg's all twitching around over the... Oh, you did get your coffee. You came over here. I didn't even see it. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio. Please just go there and like us. Follow us on Twitter. You really like us. Twitter.com slash I really want to break that by today. So you guys tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a loved one. Force a colleague. Twitter.com slash Fun Imp Radio. So make sure to uh, 
follow us on Twitter as well. And Sportlandia, live today at noon on Trailblazers.tv. Mystery Animal. Mystery Animal. And me with brown hair. So see what that looks like. That's true. Yeah, nobody's probably seen that yet. Which is why I want to get this shit squared away. I need to get some curls in this. I'm feeling all goth right now. Can't look goth with the monkeys. Wow. Also, happy birthday to my brother, Jeff. Happy birthday, Jeff. It's Jeff's birthday. So happy birthday to him. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Look up.